0: civil group real estate and ramblings episode six first Home Buyers. everything you need to know to prepare for the wild west of home buying with our special guest realtor extraordinaire of the civil group christy jones for those of you that are new to our podcast my name is jennifer ranella
1: and i'm michaelson
0: with us today is christy jones cj say hi hi Christy's been in real estate for 10 years and started in this business at a younger age than most at the time. She was therefore selling many of her peers their first homes, and as a result, has had a lot of experience guiding buyers through their first major purchase of their lives. We've been lucky enough to have watched Christy's career grow on our team and are thrilled to have her
1: here today. Yay, CJ. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you on the podcast. We want to start with having you lay out how you start the process with a first-time homebuyer and what are the most important things they should think about when beginning the search for their first home. Wow.
2: Great question.
1: Thought about that one a lot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jen. (laughs) Um, I think most agents would come right out to a first-time homebuyer and say, go see a lender, get pre-approved. But I like to have something what I call buyer consultation. Mm. So I sit down with a buyer, get to know their wants, their needs, their motivation. Why do they want to buy? What are they looking for? And then I think I can really give them important um, things that they should be considering to prepare for their purchase. And I think, as you know, we always go out, happy hours, whatever, events, and people find out you're a realtor and they're like... Everybody has to talk real estate. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they're like, when should I start looking? It really doesn't matter when, but you just need to find
0: an agent that's going to help you figure
2: out what's important when so do you, you do start looking. Do you
0: find then you get to know the people better and then you're able to find the right mortgage person because that part's the toughest part, I think, for homebuyers? So you try and match mortgage personality with buyer? Yeah, and there's a lot of different types of mortgages and a lot of different things financially that you need a lender for,
2: so that's definitely an important piece.
1: Do you um, interview the parents in these consultations or are you waiting for them to come to showings or God forbid inspections? <laughs> like what, what, what's your game plan there? They show up, they on, show the, up. on the first showing usually, yeah. <laughs> but as we th-
0: digress, ah, yeah. <laughs> um, CJ, what do you think are some of the common mistakes that buyers make in the process? Bringing your dad to the <laughs> <your laughs> <promise action, laughs> As Michael yeah. just yeah. set you up for yeah. that. <laughs> No, this Besides for having too many people giving everybody's opinion about, you know, the perfect place to live. Yeah, um, there's a lot of things. There's having too broad of
2: a focus of an area that you're looking at, searching for your homes on Zillow, because we all know that's not the most reliable. Um, credit karma, <laughs> buying a car before closing date, mm. getting pre-approved for your max amount that you want to spend rather than your monthly budget. So there's a lot of mistakes you can make, but I think ultimately they can be avoided by having the right agent on your side. So I think that that's probably the most preventative um, step you can take. A lot of people get referrals, You know, my mom's friends, cousins, realtor is the one you should go with. But I think the best advice I can give to a buyer is now everything's online. Do your research. Research a real estate agent. You can look at testimonials. You can look at where they specialize in. If you're looking for a new construction home, there's an agent that can that's really well versed in new construction. If you're looking for a historic home in Society Hill, there's an agent that does that. Mm -hmm.
0: So
1: um, you do all that,
0: though, (laughs) (laughs) and more. No, that's why I work on a team. (laughs) Well, and don't you feel like as young buyers, you get a lot of people giving their opinions, a lot of people trying to give you advice. And so you almost have too many people talking at you and having that right agent who is the right professional for you that can guide you and listen to the professional. Yeah. And I think, you know, we get a friend that wants to move out to Westchester.
2: I know Westchester, but... I'm probably going to partner up with Jean Gadger on our team great. because she lives in Westchester. Boom! So there's... Jean gets a out. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jean's the best.
1: Love you, Jean.
2: <laughs> but I also think another thing that um, a buyer can do, which I encourage, is educate yourself. Go to open houses, and those are great um, tools to start getting the process of elimination of what you want. But when you're at that open house and you run into that Redfin agent that makes you sign a contract on the spot to be their buyer's agent, quiz mm-hmm. them a little bit. Say, hey, where's the train station? Where's the Trader Joe's? What's my closest dog park? If that agent sitting in that open house can't answer those questions, they're probably not the right agent for you. And definitely don't
0: sign anything (laughs) at an open house.
1: I mean, when do you have people sign anything anyway?
0: We don't, but...
1: I mean, CJ's right. I
0: mean, there are agents out there that I think take advantage of a young buyer that doesn't really know the process and grab somebody at the open house and have them send, sign a buyer's agent contract.
1: Right. I mean, you've seen that. You've
0: heard that. Yeah,
1: it's terrible. (laughs) Agents are awful. (laughs) They're not. Yeah, they're not. How are you finding the market right now, CJ?
2: I think it's a great market. I think it's actually a really fun market right now. <laughs> I think if you would talk to other agents, they get really frustrated with the low inventory, but to me, that's old news. It's been low inventory for over three years now. So mm-hmm. you have to adapt, you have to change. Um, I don't think the low inventory is gonna change anytime soon. All these buyers that are locked into 3% interest rates or even less, they're not moving.
1: Nope.
2: Um, Recent job reports that just came out, unemployment is below 4%. So, you know, people are still in the market, and I think it's fun. I think it's, we're not headed to the recession, whatever.
1: They, the one, that, the one they kept talking about for yes. like the past two years? Yeah.
0: I, I do think, though, that some that's young buyers um, are so used to the fact that in the past two years, we've had these crazy low rates that really are very crazy low, like mm-hmm. stupid low. That um, that's an expectation when where we are now is much more of a normalizing rate and probably where we're going to stay on average. Yeah. And so I think their thought of wait till it goes down, wait till it's go down. I mean, in our careers, that's the first time. I mean, we've been doing this 25 years. That's the first time it's been that low in my career. So the odds of it getting that low again anytime soon. I mean, six, five, seven is really the sweet spot on the average. And I think educating these young buyers that, hey, that was an anomaly. And this is really where it should be. Yeah. And I think if rates do go back down near 5%, it's going to be another feeding frenzy.
2: Bananas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So don't wait on the sidelines. If rates
0: are around seven right now, maybe you have some room to negotiate, can get an inspection. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, and and what you mean by that is in the current seller's market, we're seeing a lot of multiple offers where buyers just aren't able to inspect these homes because in order to be competitive to get the house, you're having to waive inspections, which is, I think, very scary for a young buyer. What are you doing? In those situations to help those buyers get through that kind of scary, I can't inspect. Are you inspecting after? Are you trying to negotiate some kind of inspecting during? Although I know that's hard too. Yeah, I think... um there's a couple of
2: different tactics you can take. You mean like if I am going to waive an inspection? Yeah,
0: we have. I mean, we have to assume you have to waive an inspection right now. So how do you get those young first home buyers through that process of waiving inspection?
1: Make sure their parents are on vacation.
0: <laughs> well, besides
2: that, <laughs> educate, educate. Let them know what could go wrong, what will go wrong. Um, so when they do close on the house they're not surprised because a lot of people forget being a homeowner is also um it's a job you need mm-hmm. to put you need to take care of your home um but things You're putting can. money into your house every year right
1: have you done any walk and talk inspections with any of your first-time homebuyers
2: i have but i find a lot of inspectors don't like to do them the for liability, liability reasons yeah. and yeah, i find so that now sell a lot of um
0: Listing agents aren't allowing that. Yeah. So Michael, do you want to educate listeners on what a walk and talk is?
1: So walk and talk is you set up an appointment to see the home. Your agent does. Your agent. You know, you block out the most time you can, 45 minutes. For your appointment. Typically. Yeah. And uh, you bring your inspector with you and you walk through the house and he points out, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um.
0: He can't open things up. He can't really look
1: at the yeah, heater
0: but, not, you can, but you, well, usually takes a three-hour inspection is cut to like a 45 minute right walk
1: and I think you know you can as a buyer I mean if you really want the house you can always inspect it right after closing and kind of get a good read on things in more detail
2: mm-hmm. um, I always recommend that get yeah. the inspection right after closing just so you know what's recommended to prevent
0: yeah. Something well, probably. and I also think what buyers don't realize, and it's very helpful to young buyers, an inspection. Yes, is is to pull out material defects or or to to have you know what the material defects are, but it also educates you. Those inspectors, the really good ones, are very good on educating you on how to maintain your house and mm-hmm. and what you're looking at. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you're gonna want to keep this scupper clear so you don't get like uh, ice ice dam in the winter. Change you know, your filter. Change your filter, yes. Absolutely. How about,
0: you know what recently has blown my mind? that mm, People don't service their HVAC systems yearly. Yipper. I mean, Christy and I were just on a call with sellers. Could you believe when we were on that call that they, in the three years they've lived there, never had service, And they don't even think of it. Didn't and these it, summers are hot. Yeah. these winters are cold yeah. but you're also saving money because when you service it yeah they're more efficient and they run more efficient and therefore from an energy standpoint you're saving money and hey when you go to sell your house and you can show proof
2: to the buyer yep. that you've serviced your hvac mm-hmm. system Regularly. every year the last yeah. five years yeah
0: they're more prone to leave an inspection
1: preach yeah. sister preach
0: <laughs> <laughs> so christy um, we know you are a podcast queen, and you like to listen to your podcasts. Um, besides ours, of course, right, Michael? What are a few you recommend for buyers looking to educate your, themselves on home buying? Like a virgin on the podcast, but not when it
2: comes to listening. I listen to so many podcasts all day, every day. Um, real estate-wise, Yes, <laughs> yes you think. Anything under the Bigger Pockets umbrella. Now I listen to On the Market Bigger podcast because I like real estate, but there's a lot of um, financial Bigger Pockets podcasts. So if you are looking to purchase a home or do anything with your money, look to put something towards retirement. That's a great tool to use. Uh, every Monday morning, I listen to Deconstruct on the Real Deal, and that's short, sweet, twenty minute segment, but it's on a broader market. Um, kind of more world news but from a real estate perspective so that kind of keeps me sharp um i listen to tom ferry because i want to be a better agent but he also has really good real I was estate say, but does he have some that get yes. geared towards buyers or just educating yes. a consumer i feel like it's not just for agents good for investors good for buyers um because he brings in really successful agents around the country that can give you really good pointers um So, yeah, that's what I listen to real estate-wise. And then I listen to a lot of junk.
1: Yeah, such as... Yeah, give us the most... Your top two junk. The filthiest.
2: Well, the filthiest...
1: Junkiest.
2: Okay. I listen to The Toast every day. The what? the toast what is the toast my girly swirlies girly swirlies <laughs> what's the toast tossing? are they
1: drinking they're toasting each other what's going on no it's this? it
2: used to be the morning toast but yeah they talk about oh like
1: toast like my cinnamon toast yeah 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 cinnamon but they give me crush.
2: my they give me the top five pop culture things that i need to know that happened that day so i like stay what? fresh like kim kardashian so it's a new... got
1: divorced
2: well lizzo's getting canceled right now that's for what <laughs> So, is The Toast new every day? Yes, it comes out daily. And so then Michael I, and I aren't doing enough podcasting, clearly. If so like, what did Lizzo do? And then I listened to Michael. Your Mom's House. My What's mom's your, house? Yeah. My <laughs> mom has a podcast? What's your mom's house? That's Tom Segura and Christina P and, uh
1: No idea who those people are. Comedians.
2: I listen to oh Tim yeah, Tom, D-
1: I watched his thing on Netflix. I listened
2: before. to Tim Dillon, too, which is wild.
1: So can we get back to how Lizzo's getting canceled?
2: This is not a uh, popular. She she pretty much pulled an Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, man,
1: she's mean. Mean girl, really?
0: Supposedly, nobody's innocent. Oh,
1: allegedly, allegedly. Oh, okay, okay, sure, okay. We're gonna cut all this. How many? How many? How many more (laughs) indictments do you need? allegedly Oh God. Uh, okay. <laughs> All, right, uh-huh. all right. let's yeah. bring it
0: down back to real estate michael thanks. Um,
1: thanks brandon
0: cj we heard you talk a little bit about picking the right agent it's my job to kind of reel us back in um we we heard you talking about picking the right agent and the right professional for you as a buyer um what constitutes the right agent versus a bad agent so i think the biggest thing that i've seen since
2: the pandemic had, and although real estate has changed for the good, some parts it's gotten more efficient, I think. Professionals, yes, know, more professional, but I do think, um, so many agents just being present. A lot of people used the pandemic to not show up to things, and I think uh, what constitutes as a good agent is just physically being there. Oh, so wait for- a second,
1: like going to inspections.
0: Which we've addressed in previous podcasts. But there's other things. Meeting
1: appraisers? Yeah, I
0: was going to say, Christy, there are other things. Yeah, and I was going to say the biggest thing is if you show up as an
2: agent and the other side agent shows up.
1: You might communicate
2: better? Exactly, and get you to the finish line was the ultimate goal. (sighs) Which is in the best interest
1: of your buyers. Of course. And their sellers. It's a fascinating concept, isn't it? working together communication
0: so you feel like a lot being, of agents
1: being
2: present
0: phone calls not text messages uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, <calls>. i <laughs> mean uh, <laughs> i was gonna say i teach that all the time get on <laughs> yeah. the phone stop texting
2: yeah. although i have to don't i have to respond. give myself like if i'm angry i don't call right away no i let it simmer then Totally. I'm like okay now i'll call <laughs> and then it works out
1: or i have Jen call <laughs> yeah There you go. You need to deal with this person. They are out of control. Or if
2: I'm not angry enough, then I have Jen call. Okay. He
1: does that, too.
0: Yes, he does that, too. (laughs) Um, So you found, like, during the pandemic that a lot of agents got used to kind of being on their laptop and and not being physically present for their buyers. Yeah, in all aspects. Or sellers. Or sellers, yeah. And I think they just have to show up, get it
2: done, you know. Get all the information. You show up for an inspection, that's good because then everything's not a disaster, right? You
0: talk to the inspector. Well, and I also think you you translate a little for your buyers. I call it translating where where it's like sometimes the... I
1: mean, especially if your buyers aren't even coming to the inspections and then you don't show up. And then it's all like you're trying to translate a report.
0: Without seeing it. That
1: you have no no info about
0: yeah but i also think too is some of these buyers these inspectors can speak on a different level and it's your job as an agent to kind of almost translate it and bring it down to hey how is this important for my buyer what should they be doing or not doing and sometimes i have to say okay charlie because charlie's one of the best but okay charlie is this something that they need to Be worried about, or hey, there's a deer in the headlight. Look coming from my young buyer, Charlie. Can you bring this down? You you need to stop giving
1: out Charlie's name, phone number, and email. (laughs) Eventually, we're not going to be able to get them.
0: We're not going to say last but there is a level of translating, right? Totally, yeah. And you can't do that if you're not there. Yes. And the more
2: inspections you go to, I learned something new. Yeah, true. Went to inspection yesterday. Totally. I learned all about elevators.
1: Wow. Elevators. All about elevators. What kind of elevator did you have yesterday?
2: Hydro. Nice. I clearly didn't pay attention too much, but it was hydro. <laughs> yeah. I learned about um, pressure pumps on mm. a five-story building. I mean, there's...
1: Pressure pump to get the water to the master suite. Yep. Oh, primary bedroom on the top floor. Yep. And learned all it. about it. Nice. hmm Pretty cool.
0: Who knew? Who knew? Who knew?
1: how the inspection go? if I didn't go. Was the buyer agent there?
2: Um, yes, he came an hour late, but he was there and he was really nice and we had rapport
0: and I think think we're going to get it done. There you go. Nice.
1: Good job. Well, there you go. You always get it done. You're the best.
0: Well, everyone, let's thank CJ for being with us. Not only was it a fun day, but very informative as well. When we have a guest, you the audience, do not get subjected to a Michael Civil rant Such of the day. So CJ, yes. everybody out there is thanking you right now. To end today's podcast, please DM us at the Civil Group or on Instagram.
1: Jason.williams at foxroach.com with, with any, any comments, questions, questions or concerns.
0: And we will address those at the beginning of our next podcast. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your summers and stay tuned for more ramblings from the civil group. Beep.